Hey, what's up? Another episode of Daily Mind. I'm your host. Ah, it's a four-day weekend for me. If it's not for you, I'm sorry. Too bad. But anyway, um, <laughs> welcome to another episode. Um, getting into season two a little bit hard. Um, and now we're gonna wrap it up with uh, part three of the um, the console wars, which wraps up into like 2010s into the present. But um. You know, how was everybody's day? Uh, what's your plans for Veterans Day for you veterans out there? You know, they give all the freebies and discounts and stuff like that. Uh, hopefully, you guys go about that safely. Of course, remember those. Well, uh, I'm thinking Memorial Day. Uh, thank a veteran, right? Thank them for their service if they're in or they're not. You know what I mean? I mean, they, they sacrificed a lot, you know, for us to be here, right? So here we go. Um Yesterday, we left off with uh, the 2000s. We're talking the um, the P, like the, the PS3, the Xbox 360, and um, the Nintendo Wii. Now we get into the 20, like the 2010s and on, right? So I'm going to just jump right into it. So, um, <clears throat> yeah, so we get into about now 2012, right? Um, so now on the Sony side, you still have, uh, the PS3 going, um, and you have the Xbox 360 going, they're running out of steam, but you know, they're still pushing quality titles, but in 2012, Nintendo got a, um, a step ahead of the the game when they came out with the, um, Wii U, right? (laughs) Let's do that. Like the Wii U was basically, um, a cash grab, right? It was like, man, we could capitalize off the Wii name and call this thing the Wii U. And the Wii U, right, was a bit of an oddball because it looked kind of like the Wii, but it was obviously bigger to support like bigger CPUs and GPUs and whatnot, right? And I believe the format, the disc was on like some, I guess, off-brand Blu-ray disc. It wasn't like, the games didn't come on a DVD. They came on, I think, a Blu-ray disc without even saying Blu-ray on it. I don't know if that was just, I have to confirm that. I don't know if that was a licensing thing or whatever the case is. Actually, as I talk to you, I'm going to look that up. But the Wii U uh, came out, I believe, in 2012. And it was the successor to the Nintendo, the initial Wii, right? As you know, sold millions upon millions of consoles, right? According to what I'm looking at now, um, the Wii U sold, as of December 31st, 2019, 13 million units. That is far less than what the Wii actually sold, right? And it came out with like $299. Now, it used what was called a Wii optical disc, which was 25 gigs, which was, I guess, basically like a Blu-ray disc, right? Um, yeah, actually, it was a Blu-ray disc. It wasn't clear whether or not the Wii U optical disc is similar to the physical des- design of Blu-ray. But in other words, it was a knockoff Blu-ray disc, right? So the Wii U comes out right? It wasn't anything special. Um, it didn't support, like, it didn't have the built-in GameCube controller ports anymore. Um, it played games in 1080. It had Call of Duty on it as well. Um, in fact, after the Wii U, Call of Duty never appeared on another Nintendo system, i.e. the Switch, right? So the Wii U had some very modest sales. It had some games, of course, the AAA Mario titles and stuff like that, and then it just fizzled, man. Like, it just, you know... 
Um, as it says here, the president of Nintendo at the time said the Wii U does not have a, ba- a DVD or Blu-ray playback capabilities. The reason for that is that we feel that enough people already have devices that are capable of playing DVDs and Blu-ray. So what it really comes down to, Nintendo is very cheap. Now, Nintendo has always found they're always about innovation. They don't invest a lot into a console, and that's where they fucked up at. Because had they put a DVD, Blu-ray player in it, it probably would have sold more, right? That's just a lame ass excuse to be like, oh man, we don't think people want that. No, people did, but it's Nintendo, so whatever, right? Um, by the time 2019 came around, I believe the Wii U was dead, right? It didn't last very long. But while the Wii U came, you know, got the head start, um, the PlayStation 4 was introduced in uh, 2000, I believe 2013. I have to look that up. Let's see real quick. Uh, the PS4. Right, the, the Wii U, as you know, was introduced in um, 2012. The PS4, on the other hand, according to this, if I could find the information, excuse me, one second, let's look up PS4 release time because I'm pretty sure it is to, probably 2013 um, that it came out at least in North America. Yes, I was right, November 15, 2013, a year after the Wii U. Sony launches the PlayStation 4. Now, the PlayStation 4, obviously, succeeding off the PS3, was obviously fast. It had this very cheese-cut, very sharp design. It was very odd, right, that they made it into this very sloping design. Of course, it did the basics. It played Blu-ray. It played DVD. It played CDs. It it produced games, I guess, at some point at 4K. But, you know... um, and of course, it had online play, but this time, unlike the PS3, the PS4, you had to pay to play. And they learned their lesson from when they got hacked a few years prior, right? That, you know, in order to have a successful but yet safe um, online experience, you have to pay to keep up with the maintenance of that. So the PlayStation 4 was introduced, right? I bought one around the time it was introduced. I got a white Destiny one. It was bundled with the game Destiny. In fact, I still have it. It's still running. It's loud as shit, but it is still running, right? Um, so it was released, right? And this this was just, it wasn't dramatically different from the PS3 in a sense. I mean, the graphics were definitely enhanced, right? And stuff like that. And, and it, it was able to produce 4K. And then, of course, uh, Microsoft come out with the Xbox One, Um which was basically on par with the PS4. Like when you compare the games that came out for both of them, they look very similar. But of course, Xbox always has the upper hand with Xbox Live, right? But the traditional IPs made it across um, into these into these consoles like Sonic, um, Crash Bandicoot eventually made a, a comeback, right? And he was on all consoles, right? And um, all these other titles like Grand Theft Auto, the Call of Duties, they gotten better. There was plenty of them on these consoles over time, right? And um, with that being said, they had um, pretty good sales, right? Now, they're still trucking along as we speak, um, still be- having games developed along with the PS5 and the Xbox Series X. So their time is almost about up in a, in a sense, right? So... You know, these consoles, they're they're going about, right? And I believe the Xbox One played Blu-ray movies, right? I believe they licensed that to Microsoft in some sense, uh, Blu-ray capabilities for the Xbox One, right? And then, of course, they come out with um, smaller yet faster, like smaller versions of, uh, of those consoles, right? Because when they came out, they're huge. 
but um microsoft and then uh sony they shrunk their systems to be a little bit smaller right so there was a ps4 slim there was an xbox uh a smaller xbox right i think they did shrink it yeah i believe so and then um you know now as these systems are coming along nintendo um basically had to come up with something new obviously the wii u fell flat i think the wii u only lasted about roughly four or five years i kid you not it didn't last very long and you know they cited that the reason why this system failed was quote it was big bulky and wasn't a true handheld console because hey before the switch right this was actually the prototype to the switch because you were able to somewhat play handheld with the wii u controller but look how big that shit was that shit was huge right um it says also as you needed to be within range of the wii u to be able to use it the gamepad also had poor battery life and its touchscreen feels features felt more gimmicky than fun so um yeah that didn't quite work out for them so it lasted roughly about a few years four or five years and it wasn't really a powerhouse of a system Yes, it was somewhat on par with the PS4 and the Xbox One, but it just didn't have the support either. Developers were like, man, this shit's trash. We're not even going to like... They put Call of Duty on there. They put the last Call of Duty on um, game that was on the Nintendo system, like the Wii U, was Black Ops 2. Black Ops 2 was the last one to be played on there. And I, I don't even know if the servers are still up on that for the Wii U. They probably might have already shut them down. But all is not lost for Nintendo, right? Nintendo went back to the drawing board. And one thing about Nintendo is that they are innovators. So they always have these funky, fresh ideas to do something better. Now, one thing you have to know about Nintendo is that they're kind of neutral in the console wars, right? They're like, um, you know, we're not about graphics and stuff like that. They kind of like run their own course. Like Sony and Microsoft duke it out right but nintendo's kind of like we'll do our own shit right they don't release their system the same time as sony and uh microsoft right so they kind of just make their own time tangent and this is where now the nintendo switch comes along so the nintendo switch comes out in 2017 mind you um about five years prior into already the um the playstation 4 and the xbox uh one right those systems by the time the switch arrived was roughly about four to five years old but again nintendo is on its own tangent right so nintendo took some of the features of the wii u and what they ended up doing was making the wii u a true hybrid it is literally a home console and a handheld and the way they did it was this they made a very crude dock right homing dock where you could take the Wii U, because the Wii U, the system itself, is really just a handheld. It's a tablet, right? And it even has a little fan built in there. You can, you can feel the air come out of it for those high-demanding games. But it, the Wii U, without the dock, is just a tablet. But what they did was they took that tablet and put it on a dock, where the dock connects to a power um, cord and a HDMI, because the Wii the sorry, not the Wii U, we're done with that. The Nintendo Switch is capable of 1080p, right? So you were able to let's say, play Crash Bandicoot at home or play Mario Kart and then take the game with you anywhere you want it. It was perfect. They finally perfected it. And this was what they were kind of aiming for with the Wii U, but it was very limited in capability. But they got it right with the Switch. And listen, I, I'm i a Nintendo fan, right? And I skipped out on the Wii U. I already had my skepticism about it. I wasn't too confident 
in because unlike me, I have to research systems, right? I have to research what's coming out, what they're capable of. And I'm like, for all this, I might as well have a fucking PS. Might as well have a freaking PS3, PS4 instead, right? It wasn't really that powerful of a system. But the Nintendo Switch came out and sold like crazy. I'm going to look up exactly how much uh, Nintendo Switches are currently out right now or have been sold. Uh, Let's see. According to, let's see, sales numbers, right? I'm going to look this up. Um, As of right now, the Nintendo Switch has sold an estimated 12.31 million units, right? Um, I don't think that's completely accurate because think about it. It's been out since 2017. It would have had to sold a lot more. And then that will only put it less than the Wii U, which we know the Wii U was sort of a failure. So there's got to be more to the numbers. I'm going to look that up. But the Nintendo Switch comes out and it's an instant hit, right? Because what they did was they took the features of the original Wii, right? The motion control with the Joy-Cons, the Wii U in terms of handheld capability, Mashed these two up and was like, here is the Nintendo Switch. And of course, the name Switch refers to the idea of switching between handheld mode and console mode, right? Brilliant, right? I told you, Nintendo's always been about innovation. They're not very much about graphics anymore. And I would love to see where Nintendo is going to be with their new console, which is currently right now in development, but there's no detail, right? Oh, okay, here's a real true number. Nintendo Switch has shipped... 144 million units that has succeeded these the wii u by like a hundred fucking thousand so like that tells you right there that nintendo got it right so they're on this tangent from 2017 and on right but as now they're going right the ps4 and the xbox i mean the ps4 and the xbox one right now it's time for them to come out with something new and as you know now the playstation 4 i mean is you know done and now we get into the playstation 5 and the xbox series x right the ps5 right now when this was um i remember so many jokes when this was um unveiled right because it looks like a big ass wi-fi router so the jokes came immediately once the system was revealed right It, it the memes were just out of control but nonetheless, the PlayStation 5 was ready to go, right? So now the PlayStation 5 is in no direct competition with the Nintendo Switch, but they kind of fit in that generation, right? But it's kind of hard to figure out where the Nintendo Switch falls under. Does it fall under the generation of PS4 and the Xbox One, or does it really fall into, like, because, you know, that console has now transitioned into two different generations and this is what i'm saying nintendo's on its own tangent they're not following everybody else's timeline they are on their own right so now the ps4 and the xbox one is still trucking but they have to come out with something new and sony comes out with the playstation 5 the playstation 5 comes out in around late 2020 right um i was lucky lucky through a drawing to get a ps5 a week after it came out. Now, if you know the PS5, it's still to this day, two years later, still hard to obtain. But the the inventory is getting better. I'm starting to see them a little bit more in stores, but it's very limited, right? It's got to be like limit one per person, and you got to just get timing is everything. Timing is everything. So the PS5 drops, right? 
I remember I got this thing open out the box. The thing was massive. I've never seen a console that fucking big, right? So they took this design, and this is a very unusual, unorthodox design for a console. Because when you think of a video game console, you think of a rectangle box. This shit was just this beautiful, curvaceous, well-sharp angled console. There's a reason why they designed it that way for maximum airflow, because they have this huge 120 millimeter wide fan inside. I mean, the thing is, it keeps that thing cool because it, it runs pretty hot, especially when you play games like God of War that are graphically demanding. So now the PlayStation 5 comes out, right? So Microsoft's got to do something too. So around the same time, they come out with the Xbox Series X. Now the design on this was pretty, uh, well, I wouldn't even say different because remember, you you know, most consoles go for that square shape. But the Microsoft, the Xbox Series X was more like a vertical rectangle, right? And the idea was that you put this big fan on top of it and then layers of like the motherboard, the GPU and everything under it. And then when you suck in air, suck it in air from the top, right? Now you can play it on its side, but it was better to play it on top for maximum airflow, right? That's kind of like the PS5, the same deal, but I play mine's laying down. So whatever, right? So the same year, the, these two consoles come out. But the problem with their releases was just not the time. Well, the timing definitely was the problem because we had a little thing called the COVID, uh, coronavirus happening. So when the coronavirus started really spreading early in the year and getting into the, like later in the year, it really put a hamper. It really put a damper on the um, on the release of these consoles because with COVID, nothing was moving. Uh, shipping, ships, everything was at a standstill, right? So, and then, of course, um, where the factories that these consoles were made, there was supply issues because not a lot of people could work on these things because of the coronavirus. So it slowed a lot of the inventory and the push of these consoles, and they were damn near hard to get. Not to mention the biggest problem with these with the release of these consoles, scalpers. The scalpers were the biggest fucking problem before even the coronavirus, actually. Scalpers bought PlayStation 5s by the dozens and xbox uh series x's as well by the dozens and they were scalping them for like double the price of what they were worth and people were buying them and it sucked because when they bought all this inventory they ended up leaving stores stuck so for like little timmy that wanted one for christmas he was asked out he couldn't get one so that was just because the scalpers and now they're feeling their pain because now they can't even sell them all because they have so many of them and now they're becoming available in stores that now they're just stuck with a bunch of PS5s, right? So they got to sell them at a loss. Anyway, I digress. So now these two consoles come out, right? And these are like powerhouses, right? Very powerful consoles, and they both offer something cool, right? But, you know, playing the PS5 is very similar to playing the PS4 as far as the UI and the interface. But it had this voice, right, that literally says everything you do in the main menu down to the letter that you type my buddy over here was super annoyed and he ended up deactivating it but i'm gonna probably put it back when he leave but um <laughs> yeah so i had that i thought that was pretty cool it runs really quiet too and i haven't like i don't know i had a few problems with it like sometimes the letters will come out pixelated when i turn it on and it's strange i just restart it i don't know if it's an hdmi issue i hope it's nothing bigger than that but so far i've been running call of duty on it um 
and it's been running perfectly fine but it's a beautiful beautiful system and um as far as the x you know me you know my stance on xbox xbox is a no-go right but nonetheless i give them their props and actually they got better inventory than the ps5 like i can walk into a store and more than likely find a xbox series x or s right so microsoft did this really smart where sony didn't do and when they released the xbox series x they released a cheaper variant called the s right and the s was easier to get than the x right but everybody wants the x because believe it or not it had more space and it was actually a little bit more powerful than the s but the s was just for those who just wanted something new but didn't want to pay a lot when they came out with the ps5 there was only one variation of the ps5 and that was just the ps5 there was no cheat there's no cheaper version of it it was just hey this is what you get right boom now these consoles are fucking expensive right if i'm not mistaken that oh i'm sorry no i take that back there were two there are two versions of the ps5 one is digital only with no disk drive and the one that's obviously got this the difference of only a hundred dollars right so that means it's a hundred extra dollars to add a disk drive a blu-ray disk drive into a P, uh, ps5 now I bought a physical. I bought the one with the physical disc drive because I like tangible games. I'm not into the whole digital um, um, library, right? I, I want to feel like I own my game because I mean, in some cases, a lot of people say, "Oh, when you buy it digitally, you know, you don't really own it." And blah, blah, blah. listen, I'm not dealing with that. But yeah, I'm sorry. Uh, the PS5, they did come out with two of them, and the digital, obviously. Um, I don't even think, no, the digital doesn't even have a fan built in it, I don't think, because it's not running any moving parts because it's digital. Everything's digitally downloaded. The PS5 with the fan, obviously, because it's got a Blu-ray, um, a Blu-ray, um, drive in it, right? So it's got to run, it's going to run a little bit hot. So, you know, now you have these consoles and of course the, your regular IPs are make it, made it into it, uh, like, uh, Sonic, uh, the Call of Duty franchise, Crash Bandicoot is making his appearance on there. And, you know, things are just looking like great. And these consoles are able to produce 4K and even 8K display capability, depending on what TV you have. I play on the 4K TV, and I tell you, it looks fan freaking tastic um, in 4K. The colors pop out, everything is sharp, the details are just crisp. But that also depends on the game. Not every game is going to look very good because no matter how powerful a console is, a lot of some developers don't take full advantage of it because they just either time constraint or just that's not what they're looking for when they develop a game. But when you have something high demanding like God of War, the COD series that demands that puts a lot of strain on these consoles, that's a different story, right? But you know, where do we go from here? Like, how far can these like physical consoles go? Because there's a lot of talk about. You know, um, are these the last consoles? Are people going to keep buying consoles now that everything's so digital? You could buy Steam and now, buy, you know, download new games. You don't necessarily need a console, more or less. Like, where is this going to go? I mean, would there be a PS6? Would there be another Xbox? I know for a fact there's going to be another Nintendo, right? So, like, if another PlayStation come out, will it just be all digital, right? The only, the only reason that there's still not an all-digital system, right, is simply because not everybody has very good internet capability, right? To download games and patches and stuff, whatever the case is, right? So, you know, you still have people who will have to still rely on the disc, right? So, like, where do we go from here? Like, where, I, I'm just, 
it's gonna be a while before another PlayStation comes out, another Xbox come out, if they even come out, right? But I guess like as long as Nintendo's coming out with consoles, you know, I'm pretty I'm pretty sure they will too. And will they ever be any new competitors, right? You know, remember, you know, will Sega come back or Atari try to come back? We don't know. You know, there was talk about Apple coming out with a console and let me tell you right now, any new company trying to come into the video game industry is going to be very difficult. The video game industry, believe it or not, makes more money than the movie industry. It's, it's, you don't believe me, look it up. It's true. It does make more money than the movie industry, especially this year. There wasn't a lot of good movies this year, I'll be honest with you. I mean, Thor and, you know, Black Adam, I guess, and then now we got uh, Black Panther coming out. I'm just like, this was a really lackluster year for movies, right? So, you know, I, for you gamers out there, I, I like some input from you. Uh, like, what do you think? Where are we going with video games here, right? Everything's going, hey, hey, I can play COD on my phone now with a PlayStation controller, by the way. Really, really interesting shit. And then, um, yeah, where, where are we going with this? So I would like some input, um, some polls or whatever. What do you think we're going to go with, um, you know, with video games, right? I don't think video games is going anywhere. For a while, there's still very much a lot of room for innovation, right? And right now, we're seeing games that look like movies right now. We don't know what the next thing. We might be playing games in 12K or whatever, right? Shit, we might even be in the game. We might, like, touch the fucking TV and go into the video game. I don't know. The innovation is there somewhere. But these things take time, and I'm just interested. Because guess who's the real winner in these video game console wars? The players. We benefit the most because they shelve out millions and billions of dollars to bring us the tech, like good technology in gaming, and we benefit off of it. Every time we buy a console, a video game, or whatever, or any sort of peripheral, we benefit off of it, right? So I'm going to wrap it up right now. I've literally, in three days, went through about 30 years of video game history to the best of my knowledge, right? I haven't even really covered handhelds. That's going to be another episode in itself. I kind of like dimmed and dabbed uh, while I was doing this uh, mini-series on the console wars, but nobody really talks about the handheld wars, right? Because that that's another episode. There's a lot of fucking little handhelds that came out that you may have not even heard of before that just fell into obscurity. And you're just like, oh, shit, I didn't know they made a handheld, right? That'll be another episode. Could be tomorrow's episode. I don't know. Tomorrow's Veterans Day, right? But I'm not going to do an episode on Veterans Day, right? I'm just going to do an episode on whatever pops up. It could be the uh, handheld episode um, that would kind of like, I guess you could break, I guess I could make it into a part four, right? Uh, handheld wars? I guess I'll fucking do that. I guess I'll do that. Well, that, that'll be tomorrow's episode. Now you got a little bit of a, predictability there so now you know what tomorrow's episode is gonna be about but then again i might change it who knows anyway so i'm gonna wrap it up with this uh with this episode of the daily mind yes there will be a part four to this mini series to cover handhelds and um then we'll go from there i mean there's always lots to talk about there's always a lot of content content is unlimited as long as you're breathing there's always something to talk about in this world always something to dabble about argue about debate about whatever and uh yeah once again tomorrow's veterans day so make sure you uh take the time uh think a veteran right and you know if you're going out to eat you already know these places are going to be super packed super crowded just be patient 
Uh, and for those who just put on a uniform just to try to get a free meal, never serve, shame on you. You already know who you are. I'm going to call you out stolen valor, right? I'm not going to get too deep into that. But hey, thanks for listening to another episode. Uh, stay tuned for tomorrow. Uh, we'll basically just go from there. I'm going to enjoy my little four-day weekend to the best of my ability. And if you do have any days off, whether it be tomorrow or the weekend, I hope you do the same. All right, so thanks for listening to another episode of The Daily Mind, and we'll do this again tomorrow. Peace out.